Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Call him at 1 800 283 101.5. Here we are all. Monday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelays. I hope you had a great weekend. You deserved it. Had one very busy weekend that uh, it just seems to keep going, right? Uh, nobody get through is 1-800-283-101.5. Tonight, uh, we got we got Al Sapienza calling in at 9 o'clock. Uh, he was the first guy whacked in The Sopranos. You remember Mikey Palmisi? Wait to hear what he's doing now. It's going to be at the PNC Art Center this Thursday night. I'll tell you more about that coming up. Think about uh, the TV deaths that affected you the most. We'll get to that. Uh, what I want to start out with, though, is uh, the pride signs. It's it's pride month, so now you're going to be seeing the pride signs everywhere. Uh, you're going to see the advertisers with the pride signs. You're going to see television with the pride signs. You're going to see rainbows everywhere you go. Sunshine and rainbows, like Rocky would say. Uh, accepted Wood Westwood, New Jersey schools because um, Pride sign was removed from Westwood, New Jersey school, and the students are upset about it. Uh, an online petition, and this is uh, Eric Scott's article, an online petition in support of displaying the LGBTQ lawn sign outside Westwood Regional Middle School has over 1,200 signatures and counting. The campaign was launched by uh, senior Mackenzie Fox after the school ordered the sign removed shortly after it was placed last week. In uh, her change.org petition, Fox claims the sign was removed because of pushback but did not say from whom. Uh, part of the LGBTQ community and a student representative to the school board, Fox told uh, NorthJersey.com that school officials told her in an email that the sign is the same as a flag and only U.S. and state New Jersey flags are permitted to be displayed on school property. And Fox and others in the community have taken uh, issue with that view, urging the interim school superintendent, Kenneth Rhoda, to reconsider that decision. Says Fox, the sign is the first step to us being a truly inclusive and welcoming community. Now, how do you feel about this? Do we need to put LGBTQ, do we need to put pride signs on middle schools? And what conf- what I don't get about this is where she says the sign is the first step to us being a truly inclusive and welcoming community. So are we saying that Westwood is not a truly inclusive and welcoming community? Is there a problem out there? And does the sign really solve the problem? Uh how do you feel about this? And we're not talking about a high school. We're talking about a middle school. And I get, you know, everybody wants to be supportive of everybody. God bless. So support each other. Take care of each other. Love each other. You don't need signs for that. But this, you know, on the other side of that, now, you know, you've got a student in the school who's got a cause. So you want to support the student with the cause. You know, we don't want to disappoint. Uh, but by the same token, how does everybody 
in the school feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about it? You know, should there be pride signs in front of middle schools in New Jersey? Uh, I think that, if anything, if we're going to be all-inclusive, then just be all-inclusive. You don't need a sign for that. You just need to act it. You just need to be it. 1-800-283-101.5. So if you're in Westwood or near Westwood, how do you feel about this? Uh, Westwood's in Bergen County, one of the many districts in New Jersey where discussion about New Jersey's sex education curriculum and regulations dealing with gender policy have drawn loud opinions from members of the public, says Eric. And in May, the school board appointed a committee to review how the district will implement both policies. So as far as I'm concerned... I don't think we need signs of the, you know, as far as flags go, then it's, they're saying the sign is not a flag, so we could put the sign up, but you wouldn't put a flag up. So does that mean that for every month, we're going to change the sign outside the school? Should we put a, uh, you know, Italian Pride Month is October, Hispanic Pride Month is October 15th. Black History Month is February. Should we put a different sign up for every month? Or should we just be all-inclusive and look out for each other? 1-800-283-101.5. Where are you on this? And how do you feel about it? And again, this is a middle school. And you want to say that you support pride. There's nothing wrong with that. You support everybody. So why should there be a pride sign out in front of a middle school. And I get the idea of, this, of the project. I get the idea of the kid, of the kid, of the student, you know, uh, wanting to do something nice. And the school will back that, but to a point. Now, if they're saying that the community, they consider the sign like a flag, and you can only have the flag uh, of the state and the American flag, which to me should be the all-encompassing flag that we should that says that we all get along, and it's the one flag that we all should share: liberty and justice. You know whether or not you uh, you see yourself as an American, identify as American, do not identify as American. There's all kinds of slang around it. Well, we're all here paying taxes, and we're all here enjoying the benefits of being American. So then, based on that, do we need to have other flags? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Todd is in Hillsborough, a New Jersey one zero one point five. Hi, Todd. Hey, how are you? Good. How about you? I'm hanging in there. All right. What are you thinking? Um, the 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 pride sign, one way or the other, doesn't bother me. Right. But as a person that used to work in Westwood, Westwood is one of the most least inclusive places you ever want to be. Uh, as an African-American, I worked there in the uh, school district for about three years. Right. They wanted nothing as a change. Uh, I remember I was there and, um, you know, you have uh, February with Black History Month. Right. They wanted nothing to do with it. They wanted to call it World Awareness Month. World Awareness. Well, again, why, why can't we just be nice to each other? You know what I mean? I mean, let, let me ask you this. By by flying, by putting the, the sign out there, is that going to make anybody say, you know what? I was really prejudiced until I saw that sign. And then suddenly I decided I want to be nice to my fellow my fellow man. I want to be nice to the gay community. Is it, is it really going to make a difference or is it just going to piss people off? 
I don't I don't think it's going to make a difference one way or the other. I mean, if you if you got the kindness in your heart, a sign isn't going to make a difference. Exactly. But again, like but like I said, with with the school district, like I said, I worked in the school district for three years, mm-hmm. and they pick and choose what they want to do. If and they, that's wrong. And a sign's not going to change that. No, it isn't going to change anything. But again. What I think that one of the things that we're missing is, you know, the, the students' right to at least fight for what they believe in. Yeah. You know, that that's yeah, that's that's the problem. But I don't think a flag or a sign or whatever is going to change anything. But like I said, I used to work in that district, and at that time there were only uh, three African American people that worked there. Right, and believe me, that's a bigger ta- that's a bigger problem than a sign, Todd. Yeah, well, well, I'm well, I'm just saying, you know, uh, working there, um, just anything that wasn't in what I guess whatever they wanted to do mm-hmm. was not going to happen. All right, Todd. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Should there be a, a pride sign? On the lawn of Westwood Middle School, 1-800-283-101.5. Greg Han, I'll give you more time. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Here's fast traffic. It's on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Ray Katana Auto Group. Get to know the all-new Lexus RX SUV redesigned for 2023. Scheduled test drive at Ray Katana Lexus. Experience the uncompromising luxury of the RX all-wheel drive. Visit Ray Katana Lexus in Monmouth, Freehold, Larchmont, or White Plains. Steve Trevelyse. All right, so Westwood Middle School had LGBTQ lawn signs that are ordered to be taken down. School officials ordered the removal of the signs. And uh, Mackenzie Fox, who's a senior, I know he could be a senior at Westwood Regional Middle School, but she's got over 1,200 signatures on a petition to leave the sign up. How do you feel about the sign? Do you feel that pride signs make a difference? When you see signs, is your opinion changed from them? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Greg is in Jackson under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Good evening, Steve. Always a pleasure. Always with the good topics. Well, I'm glad you're here. What's up? I'm a teacher. And, and what it is, this is a public property. Right. And, and let's, get, let's get the kids proficient in multiplication and reading and not worry about making someone feel happy because someone feels a certain way. Like I said, we all love each other, but no one goes out of the way. You don't got to advertise this. And in the middle school, it's just too much. Well, you see, the thing is, like, again, it's a middle school, so I don't see the need to be talking about your sexual preference on lawn in a middle school. There's that. And the other thing is, it doesn't make a difference anyway. So, I mean, I don't see where, you know, no, if anybody is prejudiced, they're not going to look at a sign and go, oh, I see the light. All it's doing is stirring the pot. A hundred percent. That's all it's doing. And, and and like you said, it's not going to be, you know, then I have a Trump flag and then people say I'm a racist. So it's, it's someone's opinion of something. But in the school, it should have the American flag, the school flag, and the state flag. And let the kids be proficient in 
in in the history of the state and the the their multiplication. Well, just well again, you know, let's let's go back to teaching you know educational things in school that people are going to need for the rest of their lives. You know, that that would be a big help, especially when you look at where we stand, uh, you know, globally as far as education goes. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mike's in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? You All right, I was telling you, you screener, that all it is is a flag about a sex act. No, it's a flag about a sexual preference, not a sex act. Uh, Oh, it's oh, not. Oh, the, it's not Mike. It's not the same thing. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sexual preference. Okay, we'll say sexual preference. Sounds nicer. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not the, it's not the same thing. Sugar coated. It's. Wait, it's. Wait, it's sexual. Wait, wait. In other words, by sexual preference, I mean you know prefer boys, prefer girls, prefer the LGBTQ. In other words, a sexual okay. preference. So it's not a sex. Okay. You say you said it was a sex act, not a sex act. It's about who okay. you want to do that sex act with. Oh, okay, okay. Kabish, Okay. Second of all, second of all, it used to be just a day of parade, and that was it. Now it's a whole month. Why don't well, we? It's a have- whole year, Mike. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's it doesn't go away. It's just in the spotlight for a month. It's in the spotlight for a month. But you want to know something? What? Our police officers and our state troopers don't go away for a lifetime. Do you got a month of honor? Do you honor one fallen every every night on TV? Well, you know what? We do on Friday. Spadia does hashtag Blue Friday. And, you know, the cops were very involved with Police Matters here. But the thing as far as the, I see what you're saying here, because now, you you know, if we're going to say let's have a pride sign, let's have a police sign. What happens when we want to have political signs? You know, let's have a, you know, let's have a Biden sign. Let's have a Trump sign. Oh, my God, a Trump sign. You know, let's have Italian History Month. Let's have a Giants banner while we're up there. Jet fans could get into the act. Really? Like the man said just before, okay? If you, you can have your Trump signs and all on your lawn. Right. You can have your sign on your lawn. Right. But this is a public place, and a lot of people, there's religious people. That don't mean I don't believe in it because of religious reasons. Okay, but again, I see where you're coming from, and, and it makes sense that, that this is to, you know this is owned by the taxpayers. Tor is in uh, Monroe, in New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Hi, Tor. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. What are you thinking? Um, so I just think this is a violation of our First Amendment rights. How? Yeah. Um, how? Because we should have the freedom to say what we want. And also, there is a lot of... Well, you can say what you want. No one's telling you you can't say what you want. Yeah, but, like, the being allowed to have it on a school. So, there's well, the, a million reasons good. good to have it at school. People are killed all over the world for being gay, for being part of this community, right? right. It's not a choice. People are killed all over the world for a number of reasons. Do you want to put all those on the lawn as well? I mean, guys, let's, if we're going to say freedom of speech, this does not violate your freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. You have that right. But when you're talking about a public school that is... Forcing a school to take it down. This, another, well, the school has rules. You can only fly the American flag. You can fly the state flag. As far as lawn signs go, you know, they have their policy. But that, but that does not have anything to do with freedom of speech. There's no one saying you can't speak about this. Of course you can. 
You know, by the same token, I can't put up a billboard of my opinion anywhere. You have to pay for that. I can't go to I can't go to my school, right? I can't. Can you go to your school and put up a lawn sign for something about how you feel and expect it to stay there? Should we all do that? Is it different? Um, I don't have the opportunity to, but so having it at a school, right? right. It, it makes kids feel welcome because we can also argue that. Why are they unwelcome now? Tor, Tor, why are they unwelcome now? Because it's, because. Is there a prejudice problem in Monroe, in Monroe with gays? There's a prejudice problem everywhere with gays. Do you see, right, you're in Monroe. In Target alone, no, I, like, let's say Fox News spent right. two hours talking about the pride section at Target. Right. And less than a minute talking about a sexual abuse case in the, in the Catholic Church. Okay, but what is Fox News? We're not Fox News. You know, this is no, the way certain people cover certain things. A, a, an example of prejudice going on right now. Like, they're... A lot of places are taking down their pride, you know, praise because they're afraid of hate crimes going on. Do you see a lot of, are you, do you, now is New Jersey, are you seeing a lot of hate crime going on for gays in New Jersey? I mean, I understand the, I understand the idea of the problem. I understand like the global media telling you there's a problem. On the other side of it though, how much of it is actually going on as far as right now in, in Monroe and right now in New Jersey? Do you think that putting a sign on a lawn at Westwood School when you say that it, it's going to open the door to welcoming people, I think that door is already open. But if your original argument was freedom of speech, and I see this as two different. I don't see this as a freedom of speech thing, unless we all get to put our opinions on the school. There's a bunch of things I, I feel this is immoral, having to take the sign down. Okay, we're going to have to do that later because i got to hit the news now. But thank you. 1-800-283-101.5. Should the pride sign be taken down at Westwood Middle School? Uh, it's a lawn sign. Here's fast traffic. Dot com. Also brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know the senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies, call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. All right, Steve Trevelace. Pride signs removed from uh, Westwood Middle School and is a petition of about 1,200 signatures wanting to get it back up there. Should it be back up there? This is Pride Month, and everywhere you go, you're going to see pride signs for the next 30 days. Uh, logos, advertisers, everywhere. And then it all goes away again. Uh, because that's the where we are in America. We tried it out for the month, right? So uh, do you think that we should have a flag, a pride sign, a lawn sign, at Westwood Middle School. You know, what's the age of middle school? Like 13? 1 800 283 101.5. Rich is in Doylestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Hey, Steve. How you doing, my man? Good. How are you? Long time. I'm doing good. Uh, long time listener, long time uh, whatever else. I well, is. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah, I used to. I used to live in Hoboken all my life. Uh, 14 years ago, I moved here because of a woman. Uh, I'm still here in Dollstown, but anyway. And I'm the woman, there. she's there too? Yes, she is. Good for you. All right. Yeah. Um, I, the thing is with the flag situation, um, I was in the military for uh, 20 years. My brother was a uh, police officer in Woodbridge for 25 years. Thank you. And we always flew the uh, American uh, on the um, American flag outside all day, all night, with a light on it at night. Mm -hmm. And I think the only flag that should be on a flagpole or even on the lawn 
is the American flag, the POW flag, and the state flag. The state flag or POW flag could be either way, but the American flag should be on top all the time. I, no matter what. I totally agree with that. And the thing yeah. about this, to me, it comes off divisive. You know, we're, yeah. we we should all be together. I don't need a, I don't need right. to put a sign on my lawn to tell people that I like different types of people. I show that by how I act around different types of people. You know, if we all, you know, you're from Hoboken, you get this, man. You know, if we all just take care of each other, look out for each other, we don't have to worry about this. We're, in my opinion, we're too smart for this, and yet we got people yeah. trying to divide us, making us look stupid. Right, exactly. Um, even here in Dollstown, they're even, you know, which, you know, got me mad, but I can't really say anything no. um, because they're painting the crosswalks with the rainbow crosswalks. I mean, that, and what, 30 what days they take them away? I, but you know what? That, that whole thing says to me, look at us. Aren't, aren't we wonderful? Let us pat ourselves on the back. It just, to me, it right. comes off phony. Again, I, it, it's like, yeah. just, just, just don't be prejudiced. Love each other. Take care of yeah. each other. You don't have the problem. Absolutely. And I agree with you 100% on that because, you know, the American flag should be the only one on a flagpole. And you could post whatever you want on your lawn, you know, whatever, unlike, it, unlike whoever you support. Yeah, fine. That's all well and good. Well, this is what they're talking about. You know, this, but this is actually a school and everybody pays taxes yeah, on it. But Rich, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, Phil's in Pemberton under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Phil. How's it going? Good. How about right. you? My, my thoughts on this is pretty simple. I mean, you, or I should say they made us take religion out of schools because it didn't conform to everybody's way of thought and they didn't want to isolate one group out. Right. So we were forced to take religion out of schools. You can't have a cross on school grounds because it doesn't include everybody. But now they want to cater to one very small group of people mm -hmm. and they want you to cater to them for an entire month. It keeps month. getting wider and wider. Well, it may keep getting wider and wider because they, they keep indoctrinating and more and more children no, no, into this a, way of thought. It's not indoctrinating. It's just the idea that, you know, LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you're adding more to the group. But the point, but you, what you said is right on point. The idea that, okay, then is it okay uh, to put crosses on the lawn? Is it okay to put Star of David on the lawn? Is it okay to yeah, put Muslim I mean, I, on the lawn? I have... I don't care what your preference is. It has nothing to do with my life. It's none of my but business. At the end of the day, don't tell me that I have to stifle my beliefs and my way of life mm -hmm. so but you don't have to comply to the same rules. Well, I wonder if uh, if a senior at Middletown, uh, at Westwood Middle School, would have had a problem with a cross on the lawn if you'd be getting this kind of attention or what kind of attention it would be getting. You know, and that's a very good point. That's just my way of thinking about it. I mean, if you if you want to apply that rule to one group, you have to apply it to all of them. That makes sense. Phil, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But again, in my opinion, in America, we're too smart for this. And yet here we are, you know, worrying about signs on lawns. You know, there's a pride sign at Westwood Middle School. Is that going to is that going to ruin your day? But also, should it be there? 1-800-283-101.5. We're talking middle school. 
And what are we really doing? Are people seeing signs and changing their lives and making life-changing decisions because of the sign? Are we feeling better about ourselves because we put the sign out there, these corporations, and now you're going to see rainbow logos everywhere? You really believe they're buying into this? When you see that Bud Light commercial, with uh, with the with the with the horse in front of the Anheuser Busch and the guys are drinking the beer and everything, you know why that commercial's there, right? If we're being totally honest, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Are you ready to downsize and want to sell your home fast? Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage is buyers lined up to get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. After Suzanne's husband died, she decided to sell their mountainside home. With the help of Robert's team and their top-tier marketing strategies, she had 51 showings and multiple offers in just 11 days, selling the home at $500,000, which was $25,000 over the list price, enabling Suzanne to move on. Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Tukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob Sells NJ. And then you start packing. On New Jersey, 101.5, The Jersey weather is brought to you by W. Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable, but with a Generac automatic standby generator from W. Danley, You'll always have power, free extended warranty, 4-inch gen pad, and more when you purchase a qualifying Generac home standby generator financing available. Visit Danley911.com. Oh, by the way, uh, you go to NJ1015.com and you check out the... uh, the uh, Steve Trevely's page, find the best pancake houses ever. Mateo's, an incredible pizzeria in Freehold with a with an American dream story. Is it the American dream to be putting pride signs in middle schools? Uh, they wanted to do it in Westwood. School made them take it down. Uh, it is Pride Month, and you're going to be seeing pride signs everywhere and rainbows everywhere and logos and all that. Does it really resonate with you? Does the sign make you feel anything? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. And, uh, there's a senior who's got a petition. I didn't know like middle schools had seniors, but there's a senior who had an online petition, 1200 signatures, wanting to keep the sign up. School says you gotta take the sign down because, uh, only American flag and state flags can be up there. Uh, or I guess lawn signs as well. So how do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. Personally, I side with the school because if you allow one sign, you're going to have signs. Well, you got, everyone's going to want to put a sign up. And then what? You know, uh, if we're going to have uh, Pride Month of June, then do we have uh, Italian History Month in October, Hispanic History Month from the 15th, Black History Month on 28th? If we're going to do it, do it all. Let's go to the next step. Should we be able to put our religions up there? As a caller said earlier, should we be able to put a cross on the lawn. Why not? 1-800-283-101.5. And do you see it as inclusive or divisive? Do we need to put, you know, sexual preference on a sign in front of a middle school? Did you ever think you'd have this conversation? Well, you're having it now. A part of the LGBTQ community and a student representative to the school board, uh, 
The person who put the petition up, Mackenzie Fox, told NorthJersey.com that school officials told her in an email that a sign is the same as a flag and only the U.S. and state of New Jersey flags are permitted to be displayed on school property. That makes sense. Fox and others in the community have taken issue with that, urging interim school superintendent Kenneth Roder to reconsider the decision. This sign is the first step to us being a truly inclusive and welcoming community. Now, does that line insult the community? Are we saying that Westwood is not a truly inclusive and welcoming community? And if that's the case, is a sign going to change it? Or do bigger steps need to be taken? You know, when, when people put signs on their lawn, is it, is it like, why not just be nice to the person? Why not just be welcoming? You know, again, love each other. Take care of each other. You don't have to worry about signs. Live it. Be it. Andrew's in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. Hi, I must be in the front row, Steve. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Andrew. What are you thinking? Yeah, no jokes tonight, you know. So, um, I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I never did think we'd have this conversation. Like, if you asked me five or ten years ago, do we ever have this conversation? I'd be thinking you're crazy. But uh, <clears throat> it is a public property, right? The public school. Right. So, yeah, I don't even think they they might not even be legally allowed to unless they change the law. But I, I don't agree with it. And I'm also a believer that you were saying, you know, for a person, like if a person has a prejudice towards that kind of people, those kind of people, then, you know, seeing a sign or a flag isn't going to change the way they feel, which is sad. But, you know, I believe we should all try to get along with each other the best we can, no matter who we are or where we came from or socioeconomic background and so forth and so on. And that's what it's all about. If we do that, we got it made. Andrew's in Stanhope on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Good. My wife's Buddhist, but she commented on the churches that have the pride flag, and she said they shouldn't have anything. Well, They shouldn't be getting involved. So I agree with what you're saying, that why will you make an exception to have one, but what about the cross or the Jewish star? Well, that's the thing. I mean, how far do we want to go with this? Ryan. uh, Also, um, it seems unequal because when I was hired to shoot gay pride parade in in the 90s in New York City, there was all sorts of, which I didn't expect it was going to be that over the top with the lewd acts and the simulated sex. So that's what DeSantis in Florida said. You can't have lewd acts. So it seemed like... No, no, but this isn't this isn't that, though. This is just, so, uh, you know, uh, someone showing support for a group. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but again, not. it's all about... Again, I, in my opinion, Andrew, we're too smart for this. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jersey Radio. I love the topic, and I can definitely relate. New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Travelace talking to you until 11 o'clock tonight at 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. Check out my uh, interview with Henry Winkler. He was at the Fan Expo over the weekend down in Philadelphia. It was fantastic. Uh, Michael J. Fox was there. Christopher Lloyd was there. Back to the Future was there. 
In fact, I was wondering if we get into DeLorean today and go back to Friday and relive the experience all over again. Uh, I wasn't there, but I heard it was very, very good. I was uh, Friday night. I went to uh, the Bucks County Playhouse, and I saw the Ray Didinger play, Tommy and Me. Wow. Which was really well done. We had Ray on last week. Uh, If you're an Eagles fan, you know Ray Didinger. Uh, While I'm at the play, my phone is blowing up. (laughs) Kid you not. My phone is blowing up, and uh, I have to give this to you just to so you understand the, uh, the here, this is. Now, the idea is that I'm going to do this, and uh, it's going to be me, Liam Katz, who's uh, just graduated high school, and he's a comedian, and he's really funny, and he actually is getting bookings and stuff. Wow. Won comedy competitions, and Gemini, right? <laughs> now, I, I get this call. Um, do you want to do the after-prom party at Heightstown High School? Really? And I'm thinking at 3 o'clock in the morning, 45 minutes of comedy at Heightstown High School at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I got a magician. I got a comic. And now I'm watching the play. So now I get this. My phone is blowing up while I'm sitting there watching the play. And I can't answer it because you you, you, know, you don't want to ruin it for everybody. So I'm trying to text. I can't talk. I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> I get this text. This is the Flemington Borough Police Department. Can you please return this phone? I'm like, oh, come on. Can you please call this phone? I'm like, oh, come on. So I text him, right? And I, uh, is John supposed to be with you tonight? Yes. Where? After prom party, Heightstown High School. What time is that? 2.30 in the morning. Okay. His phone was found in Flemington and we can't locate him. I'm thinking... <laughs> In my mind, who am I going to get? Who am I going to get on three hours notice come to a comedy show? Uh, Do you know if you had anything going on before that event? What I know. So then I get uh, a text from his wife. I get a text from his daughter. And nobody could find him. Finally, he realizes he uh, went out and uh, left his phone on the the car and drove away. So they found the phone. So after that, uh, we get to the school. Now, the thing's going to start at 3 o'clock in the morning. So it's 2.30 in the morning. We get there. All right, so we're going to walk in. I meet Liam. We're going to walk in. We're going to do the thing. And there's no Gemini. Oh. And, I'm, and he's got, he's a magician. He's going to bring in the dummies. He's got ventriloquists. He's going to bring in the rabbit, the the, the bird, all this stuff. And I'm going, where the hell is he? And now it's like quarter to three. And I'm thinking, right, I, I, I'm going to call the daughter and see if she knows. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina I don't know where he is. <laughs> she she calls me back. We located his phone. He's at Heightstown High School. No, he's not. Yes, he is. So if he, all right, let's just go in. And I'm going to go in. I'm going to tell them that the uh, you know that we're running a little bit late. We're waiting for the comedian. Yeah, he's on stage setting everything up. Oh my gosh! What are you doing? Well, where the hell are you? Where's your phone? In my car. <laughs> so we do this thing. And I got to tell you, I mean, these kids were up since 6 o'clock in the morning, all day long, right? They went to the prom at Fours Gate. Then they came home and they changed. And they went to the after prom -prom party. Mm -hmm. I never heard of these after prom parties. They're playing darts. They're playing Plinko. They're doing all kinds of games. And we had the only air-conditioned room. Uh, The auditorium was air-conditioning. So I told them, as long as you stay in here, as long as you laugh, you can stay in here. (laughs) Otherwise, uh -uh." But uh, it went about, uh, we did a 45 minute, may- maybe an hour, between 45 and an hour. Mm-hmm. And you can just see them, you know, trying to stay awake through all, as, as were we. Uh, yeah. But what, I, what whatever happened, like prom, after prom has become a big deal now. 
right? Where you oh, yeah. stay out all night and everything. And uh, like when I was a kid, you know, the only place we went after the prom was uh, we found the motel. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty much prom. But I mean, what did you do when you were prom night? Uh, I don't know if anyone was finding a motel after seeing 45 mm. minutes of you guys. No, yeah, really. <laughs> that we, we, we were basically... <laughs> We took, we removed any. <laughs> After that show, you guys can go anywhere you want. Go, go, go. Just like, yeah. But uh, they, they made him. I think they stayed till like five, six in the morning. That's that's really late. Um, so for for my prom, um, I went with. So it's funny when I actually went. Um, I carpooled with my buddy, but since neither of us had dates and we showed up at the same time, mm-hmm. most people kind of thought we came together, oh, uh, which is kind of funny. Rot, rot. <laughs> um. There's but, a sign we could hang in the room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people were like, you're very brave. Thank you. And I'm, we're just like, oh, thank you. Uh, we look great. Thank you. <laughs> we had no idea. We were so brave. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but afterwards, uh, we, instead of going where everyone else was going, which was like Seaside or, you know. as well, That's you know, what we did. We went beachside. to Seaside afterwards. Um, we went to the Poconos. Well, which, nice. Which wasn't like really a thing at the time. But uh, listening earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Tominsky and Doyle, apparently that's the new thing. Go to the Poconos? Yeah. See, I heard that. I wasn't going to do this. So I, well, they did. That's a pretty good idea. And then figuring that I had this, pro- that we actually did a prom, a post-prom party. And, and they had energy in the beginning. As it wore on, it's like, they want to go to bed. <laughs> we got to go to sleep. So here's what we got. We got a pair of lottery tickets. We got, what do we got? $20 worth of New Jersey lottery instant scratch-offs. Absolutely. Give me, what is, uh, give me your prom story. The best prom story is going to win the lottery tickets. 1-800-283-101.5. What did you do the night of your prom? The best prom story, did it start with the promposal? How uh, how prommed out did you go? Where did you go? What did you do? Or what was the best prom night you've ever had? Because some people go to more than one. You know, some people only do one. I didn't do any. Uh, <laughs> you didn't go to any No, actually own? I did. But, uh, but yeah, but one, actually I was graduation night. Uh, was the night that we did it. We went oh. out, you know, because then it was a great adventure. And then from the great adventure, you do these prom nights as well. And you would go out and just have, you know, uh, we would have the kids in. When I, were, I worked five years at Great Adventure. And mm-hmm. there'd be these, you know, they'd all come in prom parties and stuff. But one 1015 what was the best prom night you ever had? And the best story is going to get the lottery tickets. All right, I'm going to make this very easy, okay? 1-800-283-101.5. What are some of the things that the schools have done to keep kids interested? Because it can't be easy, right? If you're a kid, you, you know, here you are, 17 years old, hormones raging, and you're decked out in a tuxedo, a gown, a corsage, the whole thing, and you got to find ways to divert the attention I did it with a magician, a ventriloquist, and a kid comedian. Give me your best prom story. 1-800-283-101.5. And you're playing for $20 worth of New Jersey lottery scratch-off tickets. New Jersey lottery, anything can happen in Jersey. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab. 
Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Tom's River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic on New Jersey. 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. I got $20 worth of New Jersey lottery scratch-offs. And uh, they're going to the best prom story. Because Friday night, Saturday morning, I took off from work to entertain at a uh, high school prom party. I didn't even know they had prom parties. But all night prom parties, the things we do to keep our kids from, you know. Uh, James is in Aberdeen on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, James. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. So uh, I went to Central Regional. Right. And um, at, at the time... It was basically tradition that after prom was over, you would go down, right after prom, you'd go down to Wildwood for the weekend. So we actually, we rented a big party bus, a lot of the seniors. So right after prom, we got, you know, got undressed, put our comfy clothes on, head straight down to Wildwood. We get there at about one in the morning, right. check in. Um, and I, I'll never forget. We sit at this hole in the wall called the Singapore Total Dump, <laughs> and they had, you know, they had a quote-unquote security guard, knowing that, uh, you know, they had a, a bunch of kids going down there. Right. And within about an hour of being down there, the security guard, if you want to call him that, we got him drunk in about an hour. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we all took pictures with him as he was passed out. Um, and, and he, he was just hanging out, having a good time. But, um, yeah, that's, that's our problem story. That's what we did. We, uh, every class every year, I don't know if they still do it now, but we go down to Wildwood for the weekend and pretty much. That's a great prom. I mean, that's great. You go to the prom and then when you go right to Wildwood for the weekend, that's a party. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good time. We probably shouldn't have been doing what we were doing, but uh, yeah, well, but at least you got to go someplace to do it, right? Uh, you know, Central uh, Heights town—they're they're playing darts and blink. They tried. I mean, they have balloons and everything. It's weird when you're going back to the high school after the prom. You know, cause you go through that whole formal thing with the tuxedo and the gown and everything is cool, and then what? Then we go back to school. <laughs> we're gonna sweat. Yeah. I told them. You only have so much fun back at the school. Yeah. I'm going to put you in the hopper, James. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Ross is in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ross. Hi. How are you? Um, For me, I think one of the funniest things that, I mean, not funny, but it, it's funny now. I was, um, I went to Princeton afterwards and uh, I got my keys locked into the truck that I was in. And uh, that was hectic with my girlfriend. Right. And I was with a group of friends in Princeton. And we just walked around waiting for the cop to come and unlock the car all the way up to, like, 1 in the morning. And my best friend got dumped that night, too. Oh, wait a minute. You can't dump somebody on the prom night? Yeah, well, he he kind of figured out he got uh, – she was messing with somebody else, but – 
long story short, he was upset. I got locked out of my truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, man. Now, you know what? That That's like, so So he gets, he spends all that money with the bid and the clothes, and, and, and then he goes and he gets dumped. I, you know what? Call him up. I'll give him the tickets. That was, that's sad. That that is, and you got now. How'd you get back in your truck? The cops had to come. Uh, yeah, the cops came. I called AAA, and they weren't coming. And then I talked to a cop. And- <laughs> Why wouldn't AAA come? We don't do proms. <laughs> well, it was it was it was it was like getting late. And I'm like, I gotta get my girlfriend home Uh-oh. before dad kills me. Right. And- <laughs> okay. Well, have a great day, all right? All right, Ross. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Give me your prom story. Best one is going to get the uh, lottery scratch-off tickets. Peter's in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Well, basically, I went to both, junior and senior proms. You did? Junior prom was the best one. Okay, why is that? Uh, Why? I was 17. Right. She was a little bit older. Oh, okay. Not Look at you. Say her name. Okay. All right. I had gotten rejected most of the time from girls at the school. Right. So a waitress fixed me up with her sister. You went out with a waitress's That's good. I like that. Okay. All right. So we um, we were going to the prom. Right. And she said just one thing. Right. I don't dance disco. I said, that's fine, because neither do I. Okay. And then when we got there at Italian American Sportsman Club, because Notre Dame always had them at the uh, nice places, mm-hmm. um, she, she said, how many girls told you no? And I pointed out each one. Are you serious? She okay. goes, we are going to slow dance. Oh. And I'm going to make them wish they had not said no. Okay. So the entire night was good. Then after, we went back to my friend's house at the um, table that we were at. All five, uh, two, four, six, eight of us. And we were with his mother and father. And we had um, dessert and coffee. And then I took her back to the restaurant to say thank you, and I forgot the keys to the restaurant. So we um, had a little bit of fun in the back of the restaurant where nobody could see. Oh, okay. Give a little tip. I was a gentleman. Don't get no dirty ideas. I don't have no dirty ideas. I was just wondering if you left a tip. I mean, she was the waitress's friend. Put it this way. When I dropped her off, she called me Toots. All right, Toots. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Arlene is in Neptune on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Arlene. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. You sound like you got a great prom story. Well, you know what? Um, There was a group of us who were, I guess, considered nerds. Right. So none of us were asked to the prom. Oh. We all decided to get dressed up. Right. We got dressed up, we got ourselves corsages, and we went to a very fancy restaurant, and after that, we went to Bowcraft. I don't know if you remember Bowcraft. Bowcraft? 22, Bowcraft. Oh, Bowcraft. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It was like a, a music park. <laughs> right. We went to the music park and watched some. So we went to the music park, but a, a bunch of us didn't get out, so we went out ourselves together. Well, I like that. We'll do our own prom. We don't need you guys. Absolutely. We had a ball. Did you, did you meet any guys? 
No. Who needs him? That's right. Who needs the guy? You had a good. So you you went on the rides, right? Absolutely, had a ball. We had a ball. All right, good for you. Make your own fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm putting you in the hopper. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Give me your prom story. I got $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery instant scratch-offs. The best prom story is going to get them because I, uh, I did the after-prom party at Heightstown High School Friday night, 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my goodness. A bunch of sleepy high school seniors who yeah. just want to go to bed. Yeah, they were done with it, didn't want to stay up late. They were done. It was 3 a.m. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I got, I, got a, I got Gemini doing magic tricks. <laughs> uh, did you go to your prom? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. No, nah, nothing great to report. They have. Well I, well, I mean, like, now they do these things to keep the kids up. For some reason, it's not enough to go to the prom. They make you stay up all night. Yeah, that that was different. That didn't happen in my day. It was, you went to prom and maybe you did something, to, you know, the day after you go to amusement park. Like yeah, go out color. afterwards. But now they, they go back to the school and they play games. But my advantage in the comedy world was that we were in the auditorium and it was air conditioned. Mm. And the rest of the school wasn't. Oh. It was like 90 degrees. I say, listen, you guys, you guys. You better laugh. <laughs> if I don't see you laugh, I don't hear laughter. I'm throwing you out of here. You're going That's to the it. chemistry lab. Exactly. 830. Against in weather every 15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Al Sapienza's calling in about uh, half an hour. You know him as uh, Mikey Palmisi from The Sopranos. The first guy whacked on The Sopranos. And uh, he's going to be uh, singing next week, this week, at the PNC Bank Art Center. Tell you about that coming up. Um, go to nj1015.com. I did an article on uh, the best pancake houses in New Jersey. And you would think, like, the easiest thing to do uh, would be to open a pancake house. Like, if you put... Well, I had a coffee shop down in Seattle City. It was coffee.comedy. And if I had put the words pancake house on top of that place... It would have printed money. You know, you would think like pancake house, like the easiest thing to make are pancakes. And they're not. You know, there's uh, some have secret recipes. There's a fluffiness to a pancake. There's a right way to do the pancake, a wrong way to do the pancake. And uh, I put a bunch of them at nj1015.com. They went on Facebook and asked them, give, give me yours. Where do you go for good pancakes? And can you really, can you really tell the difference between a good pancake and a bad pancake? When you go out, and, and you know, you, you see a lot of these, like, and there's like 18 billion Uncle Bill's pancake houses. And they're all good. You know, uh, or the International House of Pancakes. But what makes a good pancake house? And where do you go when you want good pancakes? Or do you just stay home? You know, now you just stick them in a toaster, right? But 1-800-283-101.5. Is there really a difference? And what makes your pancake house so good? Like, if I said to you, let's go out for pancakes, where would you take me? Do we go to, like, uh, the franchise place? Or there are special places in New Jersey? And the ease it's got to be the easiest way to make money outside of pizza, right? How much could pancake flour cost? But where are the best pancake houses in New Jersey? I'll put them on my blog.
You know, what, where do you live and where do you go for the good pancakes? And what kind of pancakes do you get when you get there? Is there a certain fluffiness to it? Can you leave them on the griddle too long? You walk in, you smell them, you want them. And even like if you're not, even if you're on a diet, it doesn't matter. You're willing to break the diet. But are all pancake houses alike? Or there's some that are really better than the others. And what sets them apart? When you're going down the shore, do you have a special place that you go for the pancakes? Or does any pancake house matter? And if you just throw the words pancake house on top of your restaurant, you're going to do all right. 1-800-283-101.5. They got to be hot. They got to be fluffy. You know, they got to, the butter's got to be, they got to be drowned in butter. I'm not a syrup guy. I'm into the syrup. But what about you? Like, where are the best pancake houses in New Jersey? And can you tell the difference in the recipes? Or do you make your own? What makes them so good? And where do you go? 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, like, the, uh, the, the, the perfect pancake... Common characteristics include a crisp exterior and soft, airy interior made from thinner batter than actual cakes. And a little hot grease sets the outer surface quickly, which allows the inside to remain fluffy and light. Is this how you cook your pancakes? So if you're in New Jersey, where do you go for the good pancakes? Where's your favorite pancake house? 1-800-283-101.5. Or better yet, where's your favorite, either one, where's your favorite Waffle House? You know, Waffle's got to be the easiest thing, too. Pour them in the Waffle line, you got it made. Or the Waffle's in the ice cream. Or do you prefer the pancake to the Waffle? See, I'm more of a pancake guy. You know, the Waffle, the Waffle has to have the ice cream. That would be different for me. Or like, you know, what do you what do you put in your waffles? If you're going for like a good waffle, they got to be thick. They got to be crusty, you know, but the pancake is a different story. But where are the best pancake houses in New Jersey? And if I said to you, let's go get pancakes, where are we going? And what what's the best thing that they serve? I mean, some of these places, like the... the uh, house of Pancakes with these huge omelets that are incredible. Andrew's in Belmar in New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Very good. So I wanted to say that I like my pancakes in my kitchen. That's where I like them the best. You make them in your kitchen. All right. Now, how do you make them? What makes them so good? Give me the Andrew recipe. So my tr- yeah, so my trick is you got to put a lot of butter into the actual batter. Actual batter. Really? A lot of butter. And a, yeah, that's what makes it really good. That's the trick. So that when, now, do you, when you do that, do you also put the butter in the pan? Or you just let the batter take care of itself? No, you also put some butter in the pan. But the main thing is to have it mixed in, like with the flour and the eggs and everything. Uh-huh. you got to have a lot of butter, melted butter, in the actual batter. Oh. That's the trick for the best pancakes, in my opinion. Oh, you melt the butter and put it in the batter. Yeah, you like put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds and uh-huh. it melts. 
Ooh, and I'm then trying. you mix that in with like the eggs and the flour and the sugar. Uh-huh. And that's the trick. A lot of butter, melted butter in the actual batter, and you got the best pancake. And if you want them fluffy, you just put in some baking powder. That's what makes them fluffy. Oh, baking powder. It's, yeah, that's what makes it fluffy. That's the trick. All right. And now, and some people talk, good. Like I said, sometimes I want it more fluffy, mm-hmm. then you put the baking powder. If you want it more like flat, then you then you skip that out. Depends how you like it. Everyone likes it different. When I you, like to change it up. I like that. When you go out for pancakes, where do you go? Or do you stay home? I, I don't go out for pancakes. If I go out, I'm going to a steakhouse. There you go. There you go. Steak and pa- pancakes <laughs> and steak. That's good. Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew stays home and makes pancakes. Where do you go? For pancakes in New Jersey. Want a nice pancake house, a little fluffy, a little butter, a little syrup, some fruit maybe, whipped cream. Where are the best pancakes in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Jevely. Stay there. New Jersey 101.5. This Father's Day, New Jersey 101.5 is giving Dad some meat and some heat. Just listen for our Father's Day meat and heat code word at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You can instantly win some meat, a free $100 Wegmans gift card. You'll also qualify to win some heat, our grand prize, a $900 Weber grill from Parks Casino, and three chances to win every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Wegmans and Parks Casino, with the closest live table games. Exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck and happy Father's Day from New Jersey. 101.5, wouldn't you like to take Dad out for pancakes? Where is the best place in New Jersey to get pancakes? Terry is in Clinton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I heard that. <laughs> um, the best place for pancakes is Gronsky's in Highbridge, New Jersey. Gronsky's? Gronsky's. It's G-R-O-N-S-K-Y-S. And what makes Gronsky's so good? You order one pancake. They always have a pancake over the month. Right. And if, even if you just order a regular pancake, it's enough to feed three people. Really? One pancake is huge. Fills up the whole entire place. It's delicious. And they give you, like, home fries. They have the best corned beef hash. Wow. It's amazing. All right. And they're in High Branch. Highbridge, New Jersey. Gronsky's in Highbridge, home of the giant pancake. I like that. Giant pancake. All right. You do you I work at Gronsky's or is your name is your no, last name no. Gronsky, Terry, or what? No, no, I don't work. There. I just have lived in the area my whole entire life, and it's uh, it's amazing. Everything you get there is amazing. Well, let Large them know. Yeah. Everything. Let them know you plug them on the radio. See if they give you a pancake. Yeah, I'll, ri- I'll let them know. I'll write you a note. Here, Grinsky, please give Terry a pancake. John is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. I do this myself. I do it with French toast, but the same thing can be applied to uh, pancakes. Yeah. Uh, I do uh, what's called apples amaretto, uh-huh. which would be an amaretto-flavored uh, French toast or right. uh, pancake. You take apples, dice them up, saute them in uh, brown sugar, cinnamon, and uh, Captain Morgan spice rum. Wow. So then you just pour that over the top. If you want to kick it up a notch, you uh, would add uh, butter pecan ice cream on top of the pancake. Oh, my God. 
So wait, wait. My, you you take the apples and you you saute the apples and amaretto and the have the Morgan Spice rum. Well, the amaretto goes into the batter. Oh, amaretto goes in the batter. And what are you sautéing? The apples and brown sugar, cinnamon, brown sugar, and cinnamon, uh, Morgan Spice rum. And then butter pecan ice cream over the top. Right. And then wow. the other one I do is called uh, Strawberries Malibu, mm-hmm. which would be a banana-flavored uh, pancake. You uh, take strawberries, slice them up, saute them in a simple syrup, and then add Malibu rum to the strawberries. Wow. That's... Top that off. On... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you top that off onto the pancake, and then you could either use strawberry ice cream or vanilla ice cream, and then you just sprinkle shredded coconut over the top of that. Man, you put a lot of thought into this. You should be working in a restaurant. I am. A, I'm a chef. That's what I do for a living. Now, but yes, these these are my creations. And do you, what restaurant can we get these creations at? Or the we have to go to your house. You'd have to come to my house, but uh, <laughs> I used to make them at, uh, when I worked at Firebirds, I used to make them for the staff. Yeah. Oh, my God. They sound delicious. They really sound delicious. What restaurant are you working at now? You want to plug them or no? Actually, I work at, uh, at uh, Seabrook, uh, Senior Living in Tinton Falls. Uh, best job I ever had uh, working with the best people on the earth. And they, those seniors must be worshiping the ground you walk on, or better yet, the pots you cook on. That's I, I think I worship them more. I mean, I have a great deal of respect for them. Um, you know, they were the generation that gave us everything we have. Yeah, the greatest generation. Very good. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Oh, my God. Apples, cinnamon, brown sugar, cinnamon, and Captain Rum Morgan with amaretto in the batter, b- butter pecan ice cream over the top. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. If you're a Sopranos fan, Al Sapienza was Ma- Mikey Palmisi. He was the first guy whacked in the show. And if you see Al Sapienza, he's been in everything. I mean, he has literally been in everything. And uh, he's going to be on New Jersey 101.5 in just a few minutes. New Jersey 101.5, home of the nationally award-winning news department. The Radio Television Digital News Association has awarded us the Murrow Award for Best Newscast. For award-winning news you can trust, we are New Jersey 101.5. Never get you through the night. It's all right. It's all right. Steve Trevelis getting you through tonight at 1-800-283-101.5. You and me till 11 o'clock. Trevia Wednesday night. Thursday night. Uh, Julia Scotty's going to be here Thursday night. Along with uh, Tom Baldinger, the director from 624 Productions. Uh, then we got uh, Unsuited is going to be screened. The uh, the pilot with Anthony Dennison and Dan Loria that I wrote about at NJ1015.com. Waiting for Al Sapienza to call in. Meanwhile, we're talking about the best pancakes and how you make them. And Connie is in Tabernacle on New Jersey 101.5 to share her secret recipe. Hi, Connie. Hi. How you doing? I'm okay. Tell me about your pancakes. Okay. I make my own pancakes. I don't go out to buy them. I use all-purpose flour. I use baking powder. Mm-hmm. I use but- I use buttermilk. 
I uh, fry them until they're crispy on the edges and soft inside. And when it is blueberry season, which is happening in about another month, I put blueberries in them. Oh, look at you. And I have maple syrup that I got in Vermont. Okay. Maple syrup you got in Vermont? That's the land of maple trees and maple syrup. So they put the little faucet on the tree and that's what makes it work? I like that. No, no you know what? What? I, I did see the faucet on the tree, but I didn't put it on the tree. Uh, you really did see a faucet on the tree. How about that? It, it, it is real. It's not Madison Avenue. It's real. Oh, okay, okay. And, and you make yeah, the pancake. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you ever yeah. go to the restaurant and get the pancakes from the pancake house? Never. I'm out there, man. I'm surprised. A lot of people do that. I like that. All right. No. I, you know, I'm not a huge, huge fan of pancakes. But if I'm going to eat them, uh-huh. I make them for company a lot of times and for children. Children love pancakes. Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, so if I'm going to um, have pancakes or serve them, I wouldn't go out. I, I make them at home. They're just as good, and they're a lot more economical. I like it. I like it. Connie, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. A great pancake houses in New Jersey. We got Uncle Bill's. There's Uncle Bill's all over the place. Uh, in Freehold, the Brownstone Pancake Factory. So they give you great portions, and if you've never been in one, you should go. This is according to Steve. The Vegas Diner in North Wildwood is another place. They got the cannoli pancakes, and uh, all their pancakes are delicious, but the cannoli pancakes. Now, that's interesting, right? Cannoli pancakes, a little coffee, right? Shut up and eat in Tom's River is another good one I got here. Uh, There's a brownstone in brick. Uh, The original pancake house in west caldwell the very first one i guess the original pancake house in west caldwell the place i used to go pj's uh pj's in princeton when i worked at pst i would do the morning from six to ten and then uh, on fridays i would do the beetle lunch break and between 10 and noon i had time to kill so me and my buddy dave heffel uh, who's now a 60s uh music icon uh we would sit in pj's pancakes for a house for two hours and just uh, oink, 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 and just gorge ourselves. Uh, how about this? The Mad Batter restaurant and bar at the uh, Carroll Villa Hotel. 1-800-283-101.5. Surprisingly, like, nobody's calling with pancake houses. They're calling with their own recipes for pancakes, which I love. So I guess even we're hip to it now because you know what? It's got to be expensive to go to a pancake house too, right? They're not cheap. Yeah, it, it is pretty expensive. And when you go, you don't usually just get the pancakes. There's, there's usually something that comes with it. Um, well, like I know personally, if I get pancakes, I got to have like bacon with them or like some sort of breakfast meal. Well, the sausage, right? Or the exactly. scrapple. With Are you it. a scrapple guy? Scrapple, I, I was a little bit worried when I tried scrapple the first time because it looks a little bit intimidating. You know, it's kind of intimidating. Like, it's a square. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, they, they like scrape the bottom of like the grease pot in the pan and they like, you know, put whatever. You don't want to know there. what's in the scrapple. You don't want to know how the scrapple <laughs> is made. You just want to eat the scrap. Yeah, but it's good. Um, and when I get the pancakes, I don't necessarily uh-huh. like the really big, dense pancakes. Um, I, I have had a Gronsky's pancake before, but that's not really my go-to. I like no. it when it's like the smaller, fluffier pancakes. 
um, that are like the Grosky throw over your shoulder. Yeah, you yeah, that's the flapjack. I like that's that. <laughs> the flapjack. They're like the different ways of like categorizing your pancake. You know, uh, well, the crepe, the crepe would be the thin pancake. Yes, right? the, small the crepe pancake. is the one that's so thin, and you roll it, and you put like a blintz. You put stuff in there, like sour cream and all that. Or Nutella with like a Nutella. Oh, fruit. Nutella Ooh. with that. I've never tried that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, or on your pancakes, you could probably do the same thing. Yeah, I get that. Or peanut butter. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, but I mean, and then some of them, you know, you get the idea like Granny's Pancake House, like Granny's <laughs> back there. Granny's been dead 50 years. There's some college <laughs> kid who's hung over from the night before with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. All right, I'm making the pancakes. Leave me alone. Two more orders. I'm coming. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then you walk out and you want a little Granny's T-shirt, a little Granny's souvenir. <laughs> I can really taste grandmother's love in this. Yeah, place. grandmother's love in this. Yeah. <laughs> Your pancake bill. We went to a pancake house. I'm not going to name it, but when I was, uh, we had, we were twins and they were like a couple of years old, like maybe five years old. So my wife and I, we took, you know, we got the breakfast. We tried to do something for them. We were in for 50 bucks. Wow. For pancakes. <laughs> I mean, God, I mean, you go down the shore, prepare to pay. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, it's not expensive. And the line, I mean, I, li- I see why people are making the pancakes because it takes forever when you go in to get the pancakes. <laughs> You better know what you want, but uh, I, of all the pancake houses, like where, where you, what's your go-to pancake place? Um, so when I was living in Swedesboro, um, the closest place for a, a good stack of pancakes was the, the Swedesboro Diner. Right. Um, so that was pretty good. Oh, straight diner, and they give you the pancakes. Um, well, at the diner, they they give me the pancakes. They give you everything. Yeah, yeah they give you everything. But it's not like an actual pancake house. It's not a, a pancake house. Um, I'd say like in terms of like a pancake house, I'm kind of basic. I got to go to the International House. Um, of pancakes. Well, you know what's great about the International House? Yeah. They give you those omelets that are the size of the Gronsky's pancake. Oh, yeah. The omelets are amazing at IHOP. I've yeah. always loved that. And Denny's is good with the omelets as well. I have, I have an The Grand thing. Slam breakfast. I have a good Denny's story. What's that? Um, and it has to do with pancakes. Oh, good, wow. Good. All right. So, um, I went to Denny's. Uh, it was early in the morning, late at night, depending on how you look at it after a fraternity event. Um, and so, uh, I, I go in and we all sit down. There's a big group of us, probably like 18 people, um, at early in the morning. So like the, the wait staff, you know, like eyes real big. Um, and so they send everybody over to us. There's a few other people, but they sent everyone over. So we're all taking our orders and stuff and sending it in. And, um, they send out about half the food and the lady comes out and she's like, all right, we got the last few orders coming out. Everyone get what they need. And we, you know, went through and these people didn't get their food. And so she comes back out. We almost all have our food at this point. I don't have mine though. And so she comes out and she's like, okay, like, you know, and she starts bringing out the receipts and I'm like, oh, I didn't get my food. And she's like, oh, I can bring it out in just a second. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Just like bring it out in like a to-go thing. You know, I don't want to hold anybody up. Right. So um, she brings out my little box and I had ordered a, a nice pecan like with the caramel drizzle and a banana and whipped cream on top, like a nice looking, you know, artsy, sugary pancake. And um, when I opened it up, what you got? It was two cold whole wheat pancakes with a banana sliced over it. Oh man! And that's the only time I've ever did dined you, and dashed in my life. Did you hear really? Did you complain? I didn't complain. I just I put I put the thing back down. I put the receipt on top of it and I left. Night night. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Al are calling in. Uh, here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic every 15 minutes. On New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelace. 
All right, Thursday night, as I was saying, Tom Baldinger's coming in. He's director of 624 Productions. He's got a pilot called Unsuited, uh, which is about a, a guy from North Jersey who doesn't want to inherit the family business. He wants to go out and be a world champion poker player. And uh, his father is played by Anthony Dennison, whom you may remember uh, if you were a fan of Crime Story back in the 80s. He played Ray Luca. He's also been on The Closer. He's also uh, he's very played John Raglan in Wise Guy. And Dan Laurie is in it, too. You know him from The Wonder Years. He was the dad. Uh, it got me to, you know, doing. I, I had Anthony Dennison on, and I was a big fan. And I still am. And uh, it got me to go back and rewatch Crime Story. Because now, when you have, I, I didn't realize, like, I spent so much money for cable. And I got Roku. And Roku has so many free shows. I mean, like, libraries of shows. And and uh, both Wise Guy and Crime Story are on. If you're an 80s TV fan, check out Roku. And this is all the free stuff. There's so many free channels right now. So many uh, 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 Freebie TV, Pluto TV, TV TV. Uh, but I started rewatching Crime Story. And what an incredible show. It was made in like 1986 and 1987. And Dennis Farina plays the lead uh, lieutenant. Uh, Michael Torello, I think his name is. And uh, that Ray Luca is the... Uh, he's the enemy, right? He's the bad guy. As, as Anthony Dennison said, he was the evil Elvis in the show. And Andrew Dice Clay, as a serious actor, is in the show. He plays a gangster. And I'm wondering, I'm just throwing this out there. You know, we're at the point now where there are, like, all the, the, the shows that normally run their course, you know, the season finales have all aired. And it's hard to find stuff to watch. Like, have you found any new shows that you haven't seen? You know, I'm, I'm looking for shows to watch. I'm looking for shows to watch this summer. But also, have you ever gone back and rewatched some shows? What's a show that you, you know, that you went back and rewatched and just rediscovered how much you love the show? A show that you were able to get back into just like it was the first time. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I started watching Crime Story, and and I didn't realize there's so many things I hadn't seen in years, and there are so many things about it that when you see it again, you know, you just see how great the show was. You know, the music in the show. I mean, this was all about, uh, like I said, Crime Story was a Michael Mann produced it um, from Heat, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and all that. It was a Michael Mann show. And it was, it took place, started out taking place in Chicago in the early 60s, 1963. And you got this MCU, Major Crimes Unit, going against these gangsters who started off in the patch. And the 60s cars, the 60s music, uh, it was great. It really was. And going back and rewatching it, I just discovered, you know, how much I liked it. And, you know, it was good. It was almost like comfort food. So, like, what's a show that you went back and rewatched? And another one is Seinfeld. Now, all of a sudden, the Seinfeld reruns are on really late at night. It's like you watch it and, okay, did that, been there, done that. But now enough time has gone by. And you go back and you rewatch it. And you see how funny it is. And there are people now, like, people don't want to watch Friends. Like, Friends aren't, isn't playing well today. 
which baffles my mind because it's simply funny. Same thing with Seinfeld. You know, funny's funny. Funny's funny through the generations. It's just that we look at things now with a different lens. And I find that that's a shame because you're missing out. Those that look at it that way are not looking at a lot of funny. They're missing out on it. But is there a show out there? Is there a show that you started rewatching and really kind of got back into? 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, the go-to shows, like last night, I was watching Law and Order, like for hours last night. Uh, we TV, like the Law and Order Bingeathon. And, and it's a, and again, it's like I want to find a new show, and I can't. I don't know what's out there. I can't find a new show. I watched this CNN special on the 2010s, and like there are a lot of shows out there that in the moment, yeah, that looks good. That looks good. And then when push comes to shove, what do you find? All right, Law and Order. Here's the comfort food. I know what to expect, and uh, it happens. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. The uh, you know, uh, what are you binging? You don't realize how much time goes by when you start binging a show. And you're like, all right, one more episode, one more episode, one more episode. The cover-up, uh, not the cover-up, The Offer was a great show. Uh, Miles Teller, uh, the story of how The Godfather got made. I couldn't stop watching that. But is there a series out there, is a TV show that you started watching and got hooked on? Or a TV show that you loved and you went back to because it was that good. And you rediscovered how great it was. 1-800-283-101.5. I, I'm looking, you know, uh, I got the time. And it, it's the kind of thing that when I get into a show, everything else goes away. You crawl into it and you stay there. Bob is in Eastern Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bob. How are we tonight? We're doing good. How about us? I am doing super. What are you thinking? I got your. I I just I'm going. I'm on my way home. Right. I just love. I just love watching Mash. Oh man, I, I you get that's another one. That's comfort food. I could watch it all day long. Between that and uh, all in the family, uh-huh. you know what? It's fun. Mash makes you feel like you're part. It's like it's like watching Family. You know what I mean? Like, do you like the early episodes or the later episodes better? I like Henry. Uh-huh. The early episodes. Henry was funny. Henry, it was a comedy. He was awesome. I mean, the man was awesome, but I also liked. Later with uh, Sherman T. Potter. Sherman T. Potter. Sherman T. Potter. Yes. <laughs> 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 that was the funniest show. Ever. It had to be funniest show ever. And uh, you, you it, had to, you had to. The thing of it is, when you when you heard it, you had to try to write it. Sherman T. Potter. Yeah. Sherman T. Potter. And uh, Klinger only lasted. Like, he was only supposed to be a walk-on. And he ended up signing off for the whole run. And and the aftermath afterwards. Yeah, but it was awesome. But that was my, that's my go-to. And the 
the best part of it is uh-huh. my dad's going to be 92. Uh-huh. And my dad watches MASH every night. God bless him. God bless him. Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey Auto 1.5. Eddie, please hang out. I've got a good one. I want to talk about it. Give me a, give me a show that you started rewatching. What's oh, your comfort show? You know, recently, I, I haven't seen this in a while, but I just started uh, Arrested Development. Again. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I was kind of inspired by you having Barry Zuckercorn on because uh, Henry Winkler in that show is just gold. <laughs> genius in that show. It's so underrated, I think. It's really well done. That's one of those. If you go back and watch it and you mm-hmm. rediscover it, you're yeah. going to fall in love all over. <laughs> and it's going to be just as funny and it's going to be just as fresh. You'll probably get more of the jokes, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 9.30. 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelyse. I look up a shows to watch because, uh, because like, uh, the one, the only one I got left is the blacklist that hasn't wound down yet. I watched Mrs. Maisel, that ended. All the law and orders have ended. Uh, if I like a show, the season finale has already happened. The series finale has already happened. So I went back and watched Crime Story. With Anthony Dennison and uh, Dennis Farina, really good show. Give me a show that you went back and watched. Eddie is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Eddie. Hey, how's it going? Good. How about you? I'm doing good. Doing good. All right, what are you watching? Uh, I'm rewatching news radio from the 90s. What got you into that? That's a, such a great show. Oh, man. Um, I watched a bit of it you know, back in the day, you know, and then it's just, it's a comfort show for me, actually, you know, that, that's when, like, the great comedians were, like, coming up, you know, so, I mean, you have uh, Phil Hartman and Stephen Root, Andy Dick, you know, great cast, it's just, it's just a great show. Oh, man, you know what, that, you're right, comfort food is the best way to put it, because it was working in radio and watching that show. (laughs) You know, there were certain shows when you're in this business that, uh, yeah, you think it's going to be like that. And it's really not like WKRP, you know, just a bunch of jocks hanging out together. And the cast on that show, you know, Joe Rogan was the engineer, you know, and he's so different than he is now. You know, and uh, and he was a comedian. And uh, Stephen Root is st- the owner of the radio station. Of course, Phil Hartman, you know, if Phil Hartman had lived, that show probably still be on. But that, to me, was like, it reminded me, it was like Taxi. You had this incredible ensemble cast, and you were lucky to have him for as long as you did. Yes. I mean, I, I, re- I don't think that show was, it's talked about at the time as much as it should have been. Uh, Agreed. I, I barely knew anybody else that watched it. You know, they're like, you watch that? It, they, no one knew about it. I, I think it could have it, it touched a lot more people. You know, it kind of got buried because it was on Sunday nights. You know, and again, sixty minutes or whatever the CBS put on, and it was on NBC. And yeah, and I loved it. I was re- I religiously watched it. But if they put that on, I get on. I think in one of those uh, antenna TV kind of deals. Uh, but if they, like, if they put that on in a regular time slot, people would catch on. And you're, you're right. The other thing about that, it was the 90s. It was like 96, 97. So comedy was edgy. Right now, comedy's not edgy. Comedy's like black and white television in the 50s now. You know, there's no real edge to it. Back then, everybody was pushing the envelope. And when you have Andy Dick, Joe Rogan, and Phil Hartman, you know, and, uh, the, the program director, what was his name? Dave, uh, yeah, 
and you've got you know you've got him you know all and, and the girl the girl played the newscaster i mean every, she goes on to csi everybody in that show goes on to you know was a star that and the, the special guest uh patrick warburton and he he got big too oh yeah you know and he goes to seinfeld that was that i love that show that's a good one eddie thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 give me a show give me a show that you kind of rediscovered so many see one of the things about the roku or one of the things about all these free services now they're dredging up these shows that you forgot about you know or shows that you you know you just didn't even think of and all of a sudden here they are again and you go back and you start watching them and uh it's like you know pretty good i like this you know like i said i found crime story the one that i haven't found and I've been looking for was the equalizer. Uh, not the one with Queen Latifah or Denzel, but the one that came out in 86 with Edward Woodward. And Edward Woodward, uh, played in Breaker Morant. He was, um, he was an old English guy. And the original equalizer, the son was played by the guy who plays Johnny Lawrence in Cobra Kai, uh, whose name I can't remember now. Uh, and then you had uh, Robert Lansing played Control. It was a really good show. Jerry Stiller played a serious part in that, too. Uh, but that's the one I haven't seen anywhere yet. But I'll tell you, man, it's amazing. Uh, when you like when you go on some of these channels and see just how many TV shows between the streaming services. I don't even know why you'd even need cable anymore. It's easier to just go find whatever show you want. Like, a lot of times... Like, you, you'll see, like, the binge-a-thon. You go on WeTV or whatever, and you say, oh, Law & Order. I'm like, why are we doing this? And you pull out of it, and then you go into, like, you know, your Peacock app or whatever app has, you, you, you know, Law & Order into the voice control, and next thing you know, you get the commercial, you get the ones without the commercials that are on the streaming services. But 1-800-283-101.5. Al Sapienza uh, was um, Mikey Palmisi. He was the first guy whacked in the Sopranos. He's going to be calling in later on. He's going to be singing. So we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, I want to talk about TV deaths too. You know, I want to talk about like you don't expect. Once upon a time, you didn't expect, you know, serious TV characters to die. And now it's kind of become commonplace. Or you can't trust anything when you watch television. And that started with MASH, you know, and Henry Blake, where nobody knew what was going on. McLean Stevenson wanted to leave the show. And they decide if we're really going to make a point about how bad war is, what if we kill him off? And no one knew until the last day. Uh, they were all getting ready to wrap. They're ready to leave. And... Uh, they walk in with one more page of dialogue and you see the doctors in the operating room uh, and Gary Berghoff as Radar O'Reilly comes in and he's kind of like shaken up and Alan Alda says, that's my discharge radar, give it to me, I can take it. And Gary Berghoff as Radar says, I have a message. Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake's plane spun out over the Sea of Japan and no, Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake's plane uh, was shot down over the Sea of Japan. It spun in. There were no survivors. And he's breaking up while he's telling it. And you see the camera pan around to the, the doctors who can't stop operating. 
And the last scene you see is Alan Alda next to Wayne Rogers, which would be the last time you would see Wayne Rogers because he leaves the show also in that episode. But I question all these years later thinking about it, if that were real life and you were Radar, would you go in and deliver that news to a bunch of doctors who are operating? I mean... Would you go in? There's no way they would do that in real life. Just like I once asked boxer Steve Cunningham, if uh, if Rocky were fighting for real, would any referee have let those fights continue? He said, absolutely not. 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. All right, talking about TV deaths that affected you. Talking about Henry Blake. Uh, and how he left MASH and how it kind of paved the way where TV writers said, you know what, we can kill these guys and it won't matter. Uh, in some cases, I was surprised when Wise Guy uh, killed off Vinny Terranova, which was their main character because Ken Wall was having problems with Stephen J. Cannell, uh, who was the uh, showrunner. Uh, but then again, there was a show called Leverage with Dean Devlin and uh, Timothy Hutton was the star. And Timothy Hutton basically kind of he got in trouble. He was accused in the Me Too. He was cleared uh, by the police, but uh, the show ended up uh, firing him. And there's a lawsuit going on over it. But Nathan Ford was the main character on Leverage, and they decide to uh, not only put Hutton out of the show, but they kill off. Nathan Ford, who was the main character of the show, which is like having the E Street Band without Bruce Springsteen in front of it, said the guy who's an actual fan of the show. But uh, 1-800-283-101.5. TV shows that you went back and rewatched, or what shows would you want to go rewatch if you had them all at your disposal, and you pretty much do now, or some of the uh, characters. I put this up on Facebook, and people kind of got confused. Because among the answers I got was Alex Trebek, which was a real loss uh, from Jeopardy, especially now. Then we got Bobby Ewing from Dallas. And uh, didn't they bring him back later? He was taking a shower, right? Uh, Jim O'Brien, the Philadelphia weatherman on Channel 6, father of uh, Roz from Frasier, uh, Perry Gilpin. And I remember uh, when that was going on. You know what? Ask ask him if he can do ten ten. Okay. Uh, all right. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Some of the other ones we've got here. Uh, Edith from All in the Family, which was another one. You know, uh, Gene Stapleton didn't want to do a death scene, and she thought that uh, she didn't think it was that big a deal. Norman Lear did. So what happened was Edith in the last season only did like four shows and they, they she was visiting a mother or whatever and they renamed the show Archie Bunker's Place and in the, for early episodes of Archie Bunker's Place, he would not go to her grave. They had, they had mentioned that she died off camera and he wouldn't go to the grave, but, um, uh, and a little girl was living with Danielle Brisbois, I think her name was. And he wouldn't go to the cemetery. So the, everyone, when she died, the neighbors went in and removed everything of Edith from the house so that Archie wouldn't see it. 
and he goes in and it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes you'll ever see on YouTube where Carol O'Connor goes into his bedroom and it's empty and there's no sheets on the bed. He's like, you took everything. And underneath the bed, he finds Edith's pink slipper and goes to into this long, heart-wrenching rant about Edith. And he played the death scene with a slipper. And do yourself a favor. You know, do yourself a favor and go see it. Uh, it's it's really good. Uh, he talks about, you know, I wasn't supposed to go first. I was supposed to go first, not you. And he talks about how, you know, when I shake you and go cook my breakfast and, you and you know, and then you, you left me, Edith. And uh, like I said, uh, that was a great one. And Edith Bunker, you know, Gene Stapleton said to uh, Norman Lear, you know, it's not that big, you know, it's not that it's not that big a deal. She's just a character. And Norman Lear says, not to me, she isn't. And Gene Stapleton and Carol O'Connor both went on the Donnie and Marie talk show and talked about it. And they tried to get uh, Gene Stapleton to do Edith's voice. And she said, I don't do it anymore. I, I, you, you can't afford I, I get paid a lot of money to do that voice, and you can't afford it. Making sense of the stories. Digging into detail. Asking tough questions. This is the News Department of New Jersey 101.5. Get it almost every night And when that moon gets a big and bright It's a supernatural delight Every border was dancing in the moonlight Yeah, that's what we do here in New Jersey 101.5 at 10.09 at night. We dance in the moonlight. Steve Trevelis. You know, it, it, the way it's supposed to be in uh, in uh, in mob world, you sing and then you get whacked. But in Al Sapienza world, he gets whacked as Mick, Mikey Palmisi, and now he's singing and he joins me now. Al, how are you? We make out in the moonlight in New York. Yes, we do. <laughs> good to be you. How about it? How you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Nice to talk. So so now yeah right so so Mikey Palmisi first guy whacked in the Sopranos right you're supposed to sing and then get whacked you're going to be singing Thursday night at the PNC Art Center you're dancing right what's what's the story here singing dancing the um top hat and tails I, I, exactly I learned that I learned that in solitary. <laughs> now you're going to be with Deborah Renard, right? She was Jr.'s secretary in Dallas, and, and he got shot. So are you worried about this or what? I am. I, I'm worried about every time I'm on stage with Deborah that I'm going to get shot. <laughs> um, she's terrific, like absolutely. She sings like an angel. Yeah. You know, it's funny. She's she's from musical theater. Right. I started out four months out of NYU. On in the Broadway show Beatlemania, I played I, Ringo. Believe it or not, I know I couldn't believe that. How how did you get that? I had, I played the drums since I was eight years old. Right. I saw I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, and I begged my father, please, and he got me, got me drums. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exaggerating. I played them every day unless I had the flu. It was like you know, it was to get out energy. Right. And then I I would play all the you know the B side of Abbey Road and all the Beatles, and then when the audition came up. Murray the K, the famous DJ, got me in, and uh, and I just I knew the parts, and I got the role. I was in that show for five years, 
So I started out singing and as a musician, uh-huh. and then I did more more acting. And I love this. We we sing the hits of the '60s and '70s: Simon and Garfunkel, The Beatles, Neil Diamond. Wow. Martin. It's really fun. We sing a few, you know, a little, a little Phantom of the Opera, a mm-hmm. little bit of, um, and uh, I, and I play a little guitar. And only the Beatles, actually, and no. we love it. And we're we're playing in Italy, June twenty first in Cuneo. How about that, <laughs> Al of the world? So yeah, you know how to do to come together. You know how to do the the Abbey Road fill and all that, all the complicated Ringo stuff you can do. I'm not being obnoxious. I could play every note of the Abbey Road album. Oh and my come god! Together, you come together. You have to put cloth over the drums to get the. And we played it. I played it over five thousand times in the in the Broadway show. And the um and it's funny. Can I plug two other things? Yeah, go ahead. Everybody, watch Reacher on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm in the second season. I play uh, Lieutenant. Robert, um, Lieutenant Bob Shaw. Right. And it's really, really good. And I'm in the George Foreman movie that's out right now. You are. George Foreman and Forrest Whitaker. I play Gil Clancy, the trainer. Oh, my, I got to see that. I got it. I think, you know what? I saw the previews of that. I think I did see you in that one. Yeah, yeah I got to ask the previews. you. I'm in the previews. Yeah. Uh, person of interest. What yeah. the, I love that show. You played uh, Taraji Henson's partner. What the hell? CBS didn't know what to do with that show. It, it, was, it should have been on cable. It was too good to be where it was. Really, it was well written. And you know what? It's 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 Chris Nolan. Uh-huh. You know, writes the most interesting movies out there. And his brother Jonah right. wrote wrote that and, and was the executive producer. He was the showrunner. I love that show. I thought it was a great show too. And it lasted for five years. It made five seasons. Um, and uh, but it's kind of like the way they ended it. it. It could have been so much better, you know. They could have done so much more with it. Totally, it was a fantastic concept. It was a great concept. Now, I got to get back to it. Now, when you did Beatlemania, were you in it? Did you know Glenn Burtnick and Mitch Weissman? Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I I ran into Glenn at the at the United Club in Newark Airport last week. He's going down to Chile. Oh yeah, and then he was listening. I was. Glenn and I played together. Mitch and I played together not that much because he was before me, but he came out and played on the road once we went on the road. He was the Paul. I know. But they yeah, were both Pauls. The first, they were both Pauls. Right. And and Glenn was the only real lefty except for Lenny Colaccino. Glenn was great. Oh, Glenn, Glenn lives the Beatles. I mean, Glenn, he puts on entire shows with the entire album. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, he'll, yeah, orchestras to do the White Album at Abbey Road. It's amazing. Yeah, we were doing that in 77 and 78, <laughs> me, Glenn. And then Mitch, uh-huh. Mitch was phenomenal too. Like Mitch, Mitch looked, was a spitting image for McCartney. They were like photo yeah. doubles. Yeah. And, um, Mitch Mitch is one of the reasons why the show took off. He had the X Factor. The women loved him in the audience of all ages. Mm-hmm. He had that thing. And I attribute that. And, and the, the first uh, John Lennon was Joey Pecorino. He was excellent also. And I attribute it to them that the show was a success because it was just the four of them. And then, you know. And your drums. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, it's. Mitch, Mitch was Mitch who had the X factor, and I believe he made that show a hit. Yeah, the, he, the music was impeccable. The, we we practiced for over a year for twenty nine songs. Wow. Over a year, 
And um, what a concept, the video screens and you guys playing. And now, you know, it, it kind of set the stage for all the tribute bands that would have followed. Yeah. And you're going to be playing this week. You're going to be playing Thursday night at the PNC Bank Art Center with Deborah Bernard. Herman's Hermits are, are the leads. You know, they're, they're the headliners with Peter Noon and Tommy Rowe, who did the best Tommy Buddy Rowe. Holly song he never did called uh, Sheila. Tell me that's not a Buddy Holly song. It's so it's so close to what Buddy Holly did. Yeah. No, Tommy Rowe's really good. He's got Oh Sweet Pea, Come On. Yep. And um, Dizzy. And I'm so dizzy, my head is... Now, Herman's Hermits. Uh-huh. I saw them a year ago. Peter Noon is fantastic. He's And, and he's a comic. Besides that he looks great. He mm. sounds great. His voice still sounds great. The songs are great. This guy goes out and interacts with the audience. He's like Johnny Carson was. Wow. Completely witty, super, super smart. He's a master entertainer. I was shocked. I was shocked at how good he was. And um, so this should be a really, really, really fun night. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to be really good music, and it's just going to be a blast. Everyone's excited. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't wait. And it's going to be Thursday night, PNC Bank Art Center, and it's free too, right? You just, if you want to make a donation, you make a donation. And you make a donation. They've got, they said if, the, if it doesn't rain, there's going to be 10,000 people there. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it, you know. And, and Al Sapiens is going to be there. Yeah, no, you're going to love our, our opening show. We do. All I ask of you, we do She Loves You from the Beatles, Sweet Caroline. You Don't Bring Me Flowers, Barbara Streisand. Deborah does people, and she blows people out of the park. Wow. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. We do Holly Holy and, uh, and Twist and Shout. Oh, man. That's going to be great. Hey, man, keep in touch. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, my buddy. Take care. Thanks for having me. You got it. That's Al Sapienza. I'm going to be at the PNC Bank Art Center this Thursday night. Uh, what a great idea for a show, though. You know, Big Joe Henry wrote the blog on NJ1015.com. Uh, Thursday night, free concert sponsored by the Garden State Arts Foundation. All they request in return is your free admission that you consider a donation to the foundation, which continues to put on many great shows and events. You're not obligated to give. The Garden State Arts Foundation Foundation also has a free senior concert series at the PNC Art Center in Homedale. Uh, and it's all on the blog at nj1015.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Always a pleasure when Al Sapienza comes on. Uh, you know him from The Sopranos as Mikey Palmisi. You know him from uh, so many shows. And he's going to be in the George Foreman story coming up. That's a great movie. i got to see that. I saw the coming attractions when I went to the May Pang movie. Hold up. And sneeze there. Back to the future. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, and the cast were at the uh, Philadelphia Fan Fest over the weekend that Henry Winkler was at. And uh, you could see the interview I did with Henry at nj1015.com. Steve Trevelisse. Trevia on Wednesday night with Jim and I and Bob DeBono as Donald Trump will be coming in. Um, as well as Jeffrey Paul and Justin Gonzalez and the gang. Uh, we we're talking about TV deaths. You know, we're talking about the TV shows that you haven't seen in a lot that you went back and watched. But some of the ones I got from TV deaths, the Jim O'Brien tragedy he was a Philadelphia weatherman uh, who uh, skydiving. I think it was and the shoot didn't open. Uh, Henry Blake, Bud Dwyer, 
who committed suicide on television. And uh, a lot of people didn't see it live. But uh, somebody said they made the mistake of watching the video in years later and wish they hadn't. Uh, Edith Bunker was one. Jenny Garner and All My Children, I do not know. Tony Soprano, of course. And yes, Tony Soprano did die, there is no doubt. David Chase talked about it on Talking Sopranos. Uh, looking at some of the other ones here. Hunter, George Reeves, uh, TV's Superman. And there was a movie, Hollywood, uh, a movie about George Reeves. I can't remember the name of it. Something about Hollywood. Uh, Mr. Bill on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, you have one for me. 1-800-283-101.5. I think I've confused people here. Because they're saying, uh, you mean which character on screen death? Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, what about you? Everybody from The Walking Dead, of course, right? That that would qualify. Uh, Neil Winters on Young and the Restless. I have no idea who that is. Michael Landon was one that really got a lot of people as well as myself. I was a big Michael Landon fan. He was one of those guys that everything he touched turned to gold. You know, Bonanza was great. Little House on the Prairie, Highway to Heaven. Then there was a show that he was working on uh, when he died where he was playing. He was the middle and the middle, you know, it was three generations. So he had his father and his son and the three of them were cast in a series. The guy that played his father was the guy who played uh, Jerry Seinfeld's father uh, on Seinfeld. But some of the other ones here, John Ritter. You know, I was thinking more TV characters, and I'm getting kind of like a cross thing over here. But one 1015 we're at the age now. You never know when you watch a TV show, uh, whether or not, you know, in a dramatic show, whether or not the character is going to survive. Were you ever shocked, other than Henry Blake, which is like the given, whose TV death really shocked you? That you really weren't expecting to kill that guy? And it's funny, sometimes they use it for revenge. Like in Wise Guy, uh, they wanted to make sure the actor would never come back, so they killed him. And then what do they do? They resurrect the character years later and remake a Wise Guy movie in 1996. And uh, Ken Wald decides after making said Wise Guy movie that he's too much in pain. He had, uh, depending on who you believe, either fell down the stairs or got in a motorcycle accident or whatever and messed himself up so bad that he couldn't uh, work anymore. And that, doing that movie kind of proved it to him. But uh, Vinny Terranova got killed off in Wise Guy. You know, Nathan Ford got killed off in Leverage. And that's kind of like the, that's the way of saying, listen, we're not going to bring the guy back. But then you realize you can bring him back in flashbacks. But if it's science fiction, you can kill Spock knowing you can bring him back. But, you know, and some of those death scenes, like Spock's death scene in Wrath of Khan, if that doesn't break you up, nothing will. Or, uh, like I said, of course, the Henry Blake death scene. But there were other ones. You know, there were others, like in Sons of Anarchy, uh, in The Wire, you know, when Omar gets it. 
But whose death affected you? Like when you watched it, you weren't expecting it to happen. And that's the other thing, because then you get a little you get a little leery watching it. And you're like, I don't know. Is that, are we setting this guy up? I'm wondering what's going to happen now, because I'm a big fan of the blacklist. And they're leading you to believe that, you know, in the end, Raymond Reddington, James Spader is going to get it. And I'm not really sure. Oh, here we go. Carlo. Carlo, who doesn't want to pick up the phone and call in. Sonny Steelgrave's death was rough for me. Now, if you, that, that's another one. If you watch, uh, if you watch that, if you're, if you're a fan of Wise Guy and you watch Sonny Steelgrave, you watch that episode with Ken Wall ending the Steelgrave arc, it's incredible television. And the way they use the music, you know, um, Ken Wall plays undercover agent Vinnie Terranova, who's chasing Ray Sharkey as Sonny Steelgrave, and uh, it was a precursor to The Sopranos, wise guy. So he becomes his best friend, and then he turns on him. And they, there's a chase scene, and they end up in this uh, deserted warehouse uh, somewhere by the boardwalk. And Sonny, they have this fight. Sonny hits the jukebox and good loving plays. And then after that, uh, Knights in White Satin. And they don't do this in the reruns because they don't want to spend the money for good loving or Knights in White Satin. Although Eddie Brigatti came in and even told me that the entire Rascals catalog, guess what they sold the Rascals catalog for? Uh, I'm not sure. $240,000. Really? That's what I said. Wow. He said $240,000 for the whole catalog. That's crazy. Uh, we could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could have done that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the um, did you ever watch Wise Guy? No, it I was didn't. It a really and good show. I'm listening to you talking about it, and I want to check it out because it sounds fantastic. But no, I, I, I've never seen it. They do. Well, they play like Knights in White Satin. Mm. And if you ever see like the way a verse could hit a scene... Because you got, here you got, you know, there's Vinnie Terranova as the agent, and he befriends uh, Sonny Steelgrave. Mm -hmm. And now Steelgrave finds out that he's an undercover agent. Mm -hmm. And this is the guy that he loved. This is the guy that, you know, replaced his brother. Yeah. And meanwhile, Ken Wall is struggling with whether or not he wants to turn him in Mm -hmm. because he was his best friend. You know, Mm -hmm. they just became so close. Sure. And there's a scene with Knights in White Satin and the lyrics... uh, Gazing at people, some hand in hand, just when I'm going through, they can't understand. Some try to tell me thoughts they cannot defend. Just what you want to be, you'll be in the end. Mm. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And it, and the two of them are like, you know, they're, they're just, they're all full of blood. They're looking at each other. In the end, Steelgrave, oh, I don't want to get If anybody wants to watch it, I'm like, 30 years later, I'm not giving away the ending. <laughs> yeah, no. But what the best use of music for a, song, for a scene mm. that I had ever seen. Oh, that's great. It's 1030. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Ryan Bissell. How's it going? Oh, you tell me. In fact, you could tell me right now. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks, for mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? 
I was wondering the same thing. All right. A man in uh, Germany at 82 years old has been given his very last warning to avoid jail because uh, he was found guilty of drug dealing uh, despite his 24 previous <laughs> convictions. What kind of drugs are you dealing at 82 years old? <laughs> so, Lipitor? <laughs> he was, uh, he's a retired seaman. Uh, who said he wanted... A retired, a sea, a retired seaman? <laughs> you mean like a sailor? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it I says. think it's seaman. A seaman. <laughs> yes, not a seaman. Well, we have... Our, it's our, seaman. The okay. audience has a dirty mind. I didn't want to... <laughs> no, you have a dirty mind. I wasn't even thinking of that. <laughs> he said he wanted to improve... Well, his... he's 82. He must be a retired seaman. <laughs> he's, uh... I don't think with 82, <laughs> he's got any hope. Go ahead. We've now um, gone in a completely different direction. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to improve his monthly pension by selling <laughs> marijuana. Okay. <laughs> the gateway drug. Exactly. So on Monday, he he was found, uh, uh, they told him like he was getting his last warning to avoid jail at 82 uh, years old. Um, next time, <laughs> we're going to put you in. We're going to do it this, this time. This is your last warning. <laughs> um, in uh, Delaware, a senior prank went viral. Um, because it was completely harmless. And, but, uh, I have to say, uh, let me just go to the start here. Yes. So it's the season of senior pranks. And, uh, the one that happened recently in Maryland, that's the current, uh, thing that people are all talking about. Um, what am I even saying here? Anyway. So a senior prank in Delaware. Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Uh, So anyway, what the students did. the one where the guy gave the news guy the phony story. (laughs) Yeah, the phony story. No, so what happened is uh, they filed into the principal's house at the very early hour of the morning. Right. uh, While the principal was still asleep. Right. And then, uh, so she comes down the stairs in the morning and there's 60, 70 some odd kids just all in sleeping bags uh, in the first floor of her house. Okay. Did you make breakfast? <laughs> uh, no, they ended up getting Dunkin' Donuts oh. and stuff. Um, but the one that happened in, in Maryland. Who paid for the donuts? Uh, I believe they all paid for the donuts oh. uh, as as being good sports uh, for invading her home. Yeah, since they didn't want to get arrested. <laughs> Can we buy you donuts? Can you not call the cops? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Maryland, uh, another senior prank. Uh, the some students listed the school on Zillow as a nice half working jail. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's creative. And they put it up for the phony number of uh, four hundred and twenty uh, forty two thousand dollars and sixty nine cents. I would call the only man I would call if I was selling my school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob Dukansky. Why did you mention that? <laughs> yeah. No. So. Um, uh, even though the school, they saw it, and they did get offers for the school, actually. More money than the school was worth when the yeah. offers came in. Um, they actually found it really funny, and no students were charged, even though they knew exactly who did it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's creative. I wouldn't charge the kid. Oh, I, 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 I'd give the kid. I'd give the kid an A. I'd give him some kind of an award. Not, not an award, but a passing grade or something. Yeah. You know, like a, like a project or something. <laughs> that's creativity. It took a little bit more thinking than just like, you know, let's take the tires off and put it on yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't want to do that. I mean, let's you, steal the mascot. No, no, we can do better than that. Did you do a senior prank? I did not. You didn't? No. We we didn't do one for my class, but there was talks of us all getting marbles. And when you get your diploma, you hand the marble to the the principal. So for the first few, he just has a handful of marbles, and then eventually he's got to start finding a place for him. Oh, uh, like that's good. I, yeah. Who thought of that? I don't remember who it was. We that's had like a, good a Facebook one. poll, and uh, that was one of the ones that I think won, but we didn't end up going through. 
Oh, I was just throwing one off the floor. <laughs> you were out, probably that. outside, right? Oh, yeah, we were outside. Yeah. And it was – so they used to have the graduation. I graduated from North Hunterdon. They, they, uh, they used to have the graduation in the evening. Uh, and so it wasn't a problem. It was like a little bit humid in June, but, you know, not too much of an issue. They moved it to like the middle of the day. So it's like just June, to make it hot in the middle of the field. There's no cover. Uh, it was just, I'm it was hoping my kids don't go to college for that very reason. I don't want to go to graduation. Well, that was one of the that was one of the few nice things about graduating, like during the pandemic, was that you didn't they, have to go. <laughs> well, no, I did. I did have to go. They but they had our chairs all pushed apart, and instead of having super long graduations and like blocks throughout the day, mm-hmm. they had a bunch of really short graduations. Oh, nice. <laughs> So. I want my. I want it mailed to me. Uh, a drive-by, <laughs> roll the window down, throw it in. Okay, good. Let's go. Congratulations. Very okay, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Austria, a party uh, has reversed its leadership result because there was a spreadsheet hiccup. A spreadsheet hiccup. Yes. Uh, and so uh, Austria's main, they have a center-left party. Um, uh, on Monday, they had to reverse uh, their leadership election because the computer error led to the wrong candidate being declared the winner. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, you know that election? I, I've been <laughs> it that I made a mistake. Excuse me. You forgot to carry the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing possibly that could happen here. Um, NJ looks at uh, lowering the voting age for primaries to 17. So they're going to let 17-year-olds vote in the primary? Yes, they're going to let 17-year-olds. They Well, they want to let 17-year-olds uh, vote in the primary. The Assembly has given the green light to the bill. Um, really? So I guess we'll have to vote on it. 17-year-olds vote. At least they're, at least they're, they're, they're legal Americans who are voting. Yeah. And not, you know, the illegals that they're working on someday getting the vote. But, uh, I don't mind that. But at the same time, there's a lot of rights that you get I when you I can't imagine 18. my kids voting. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a, like a lot of rights that you get at 18 versus at 17, you know, versus like at 21. What do you get? I mean, the only thing you get at 17 now is a driver's license, right? You can get the driver's license. And can you you can go into the Army. Can you enlist at 17? I, I think you might need you to be, be a legal adult to buy. I don't know. See, the thing with 18, 18 is like adult light. Yeah. Because it's like, what's the point? Either, <laughs> if it were up to me, everything would be at 18. You're an adult. Oh, yeah. You're you you can now go in the army and fight for your country. Therefore, you get everything that adults get. Absolutely. You want to drink, drink. You want to smoke, smoke. Whatever you want to get high, whatever you want to do. And if they made the legal age eighteen, it would be so much better for like the cops, you know, because yeah. they can't deal with people under twenty one. You know, I think that would be the move. Absolutely, and um, not just that, but most other countries in the world, the legal age is eighteen. So, like... They're laughing at us for enough stuff already. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah. need to do that as well. 3.15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. This Father's Day in New Jersey, 101.5 is giving Dad some meat and some heat. Just listen for our Father's Day meat and heat code word at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You can instantly win some meat, a free $100 Wegmans gift card, and you qualify to win some heat. Our grand prize of a $900 Weber grill from Parks Casino. There's three chances to win every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Wegmans and Parks Casino, with the closest live table games. Exit six off the New Jersey Turnpike must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck and happy Father's Day. From New Jersey, 101.5. And now Ryan resumes with the news. 
Oh, I should turn your mic on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's um, what you were saying. Yes, as I was saying. Um, so uh, Michael J. Fox at the Fan Expo in Philadelphia um, took a little bit of a tumble as he was taking the stage. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So uh, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's at 29 in 1991. Um, and so... Uh, part of that affects the muscle control uh, with your body. Right. And so as he was taking the stage and he was moving towards the couch, uh, he tripped over his feet a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, he fell. Uh, thankfully, he hit the couch, uh, so he just kind of bounced over and was, you know, absolutely fine. Oh, good. Um, but uh, he took a little bit of a tumble there. I liked Michael J. Fox a lot. You know, uh, always loved his body work. I remember when that when it all broke when he was on Spin City. Yeah. And... Um, so you ever watch Spin City was a great show. It was on like at the end of the 90s into the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And Michael J. Fox played um, like a spin doctor for the mayor of New York. And What's a spin doctor? He's the guy that's the publicist. He's the one that kind of creates uh, the image, preserves the image of the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... Uh, uh, that's the best way to put it. Kind of like the wind beneath his wings. He writes the speeches. He advises him. He keeps the mayor out of trouble. And the PR mayor guy. was like this bumbling mayor who <laughs> I can't remember his name. But uh, when Michael J. Fox um, had to leave the series, he was replaced by Charlie Sheen. Wow. And in the Michael J. Heather Locklear was in it. Michael Boatman was in it. Um, oh, God. I had a great cast. Yeah. It was a really, like I guess it was a really good show. And then he gets replaced by Charlie Sheen, and uh, the show continued on for a while. But we thought that Michael J. Fox wasn't going to act anymore. And yet he kept turning up, you know, for different bit parts. But he has spent so much money and made so many strides. Uh, he's a champion for Parkinson's. Absolutely. He's uh, his uh, foundation, the Michael J., uh, I think it's called. The Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research, uh, which was founded in 2000, has raised over a billion dollars in funding. That. Yeah, and that's that's him, you know. Yeah. And when you see any kind of, he married Tracy. I think Tracy Pollan, who was his co-star in Family Ties. She played, I think she played his girlfriend in Family Ties. Oh. But any, he was a hockey player. Um, you know, when you saw him in Back to the Future, when you saw, you know, one, two, and three, just such a likable guy. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I was surprised that he wouldn't. We tried to get him on and he wasn't doing any radio. Yeah. I tried to get him, Christopher Lloyd and Henry Winkler. And we got Henry Winkler. We couldn't lose with either <laughs> one of them. Yeah. And Henry Winkler, I talked for five hours. <laughs> and I love Christopher Lloyd because Jim Ake, when I leave here, I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch Taxi. Jim Ake, <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd's going to be on it. Everybody knows him with Doc Brown. Yeah. I know him as Jim Jim Ignatowski, and if you know Jim Ignatowski, you know this. <laughs> what does he know like me? Slow down. Okay. What? Oh, <laughs> 
You ever watch Taxi? I don't think so. Oh, you got to watch that. You need to watch Taxi. I feel like it gets talked about at least twice a week here. Oh, here it gets talked about twice a night. <laughs> uh, what is another incredible cast? Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, Alex Hirsch, um, uh, Judd Hirsch, Mary Lou Henner, uh, Jeff Conaway, and Andy Kaufman. Oh, wow. Could you get, you never, you have to watch. Go home and be, that's your homework. Go, I'm going to start giving you shows to watch. You start giving me shows to watch. Okay. All right. All right. But we'll start that tomorrow because now I think it's time for us to go. Enough of this already. The, the rewind is up next. Great job by you. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.